Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. today good any more goods in the house we're good we're good yay we had the first early taste of spring yesterday oh thank you Jesus for sunshine and warmth and happiness (laughs) did anyone have a good day yesterday out in the sun extra vitamin d it's good for the soul we had a good day yesterday we um Muddy is at Aldinga this morning, so he's with our Aldinga family down there, so I'm sure they're having a great time. Before he left this morning, though, he's so good. He made me fresh juice, and he filled it up, and he bought it to me. I'm like, he's so good. I love him. He's a good man. He's a good man. But those of you who follow our health journey, you know we juice a lot and eat a lot of fruit and veggies, so juice is good. Anyone else have juice this morning? Ah. Oh. I can see some hands. That is brilliant. Yes, cheers. (laughs) So we just love family. We love being here. We love what God's doing. He is so good. And really for us at the end of the day, family is everything. (laughs) People who love you unconditionally, always there for you, always believe the best in you, willing to put up with your own growth journey and the stuff that's going on in your life. And it is just such a privilege to have such a beautiful family here. We really are so thankful for what God's done and what he's doing. And we're excited. We're really excited. And um, it's a privilege. It's a privilege to be part of kingdom family. So for us, family is something that we really give our best to. So I don't save my last bits of energy for family. I give my best. I give the first of what I have. I give the best to to Marty and to our kids because they're the ones that God blesses us with to care for first and foremost. And we count it a privilege and it's an honor to have family and we don't take it for granted. So yay for family. So I want to say thank you to the worship team this morning. They did amazing. So good. So, so good. So blessed to have such an amazing worship team. So I want to pray and then, um, then look forward to sharing. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for the privilege of being here. We thank you for your presence here in this place. And Holy Spirit, we invite you to come and have your way in us this morning. Lord, we ask that you would fill us, that you would refresh us, that you would surround us and bless us. Lord, we ask that you would cover us today. And Lord, we thank you that you are always with us and that you're always for us. And Father, we thank you that we can come into this place and come and be together. And Father, I thank you that that you are doing good things in our hearts, good things in our lives, and amazing things in this place. And we thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness and your incredible love for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We had the privilege this week of spending some time with... Now, I do move around when I speak. I have to apologize to the camera, guys. I am not so good at standing in one spot, so I'm sorry. (laughs) I sort of move when I talk, but it's all good. Uh, But we had some time this week with Peter McHugh from Stairway in Melbourne, and he's been over several times over the past years, and he was 
booked in to come out this year, but obviously travel restrictions are in place. But we had some Zoom time together and we just love the chance to connect with, with leaders like Peter who really have so much wisdom and depth and experience. And it's such a privilege to be able to spend time with people like him. And, and he just spoke into our lives and encouraged us. And we get a chance just to learn from him and glean from him and ask questions about leadership and ministry. And it's just one of those times that for Marty and I, we really treasure. And I don't know about you, but when you come away from a conversation with someone who has just a, a wealth within them of wisdom, you sort of walk away feeling like you're carrying all these treasure and you sort of then unpack it over time. So for us, it really begins to initiate conversations around what God is speaking and what he's doing and what he's growing in us. And that tends to happen over weeks, really, as we continually revisit what God's speaking. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing to have people around you who love you and who cheer you on and who champion you. We all need that, amen? We all need that. It is such a gift. So one of the things that Peter spoke to us about was relationship. And one thing they're very big on in Stairway is having um, healthy relationship and what that looks like and something called relational transformation. And that's the growth and transformation that happens in us from healthy relationship. When we are around people who bring out the best in us and who cheer us on and who champion us, the growth that comes about in our life from that. So I want to share this morning on growth and transformation. It's something that we are very passionate about and we're committed to. For Marty and I, healthy relationship and personal growth and transformation, I believe, has been one of the core things that has sustained us through many years of trials and challenges as we all go through. But healthy relationships are such a blessing, such a blessing. But to have healthy relationships, part of actually having that is owning our own growth journey and what that looks like. Being willing to realise that we are all works in progress. <laughs> we are all works in progress. And sometimes we're very good at seeing the areas of growth in our own lives. Sometimes we can see the areas of growth in other people's lives. But when we create a safe place where we can have healthy relationship and where we can be free to actually journey through our own growth process, it's a phenomenal thing. It really is. I know for me over the years, God has done a lot in my heart and he's done a lot of growth in my own life. And I'm so thankful. Someone asked me the other day, um, actually, we had an, another pastor around and he said, he was chatting with Jordan actually about the gym and working out. And he goes, man, to be 19 again and just to be like enjoying all that energy. And I'm like, yeah, bring it on. <laughs> but at the same time, I love where I'm at today. I love the things I've learned. I love the wisdom that God's instilled along the way. Some of those lessons that I've learned have come through the hardest times of my life. And some of the, the wisdom that you glean that shapes you into who you are today, who all of us are today, our life experiences shape us into who we are today. I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't really be too keen to walk through again to learn those lessons. I'm kind of glad to be on the other side. Amen? Anyone else in that same place? <laughs> So I'm really thankful for what God has done in my life. I'm really thankful for where I'm at today. I'm really thankful for the lessons I've learned. 
But something I have learned is that when we go through challenges and trials, God is doing something in those times in our life. And the more we lean into that, and the more we listen to Him, and the more we learn from that, the more we grow, and the more we flourish, and the more fruit we see in our lives. God uses everything. He has a plan and a purpose in everything. But the good thing is, is that we are all on a growth journey. Amen? (laughs) If there's a perfect person, you can wave at me and I'll get you up to preach, seriously. (laughs) But we are all on a growth journey. And something for Marty and I in having conversations about growth and about transformation, about healthy relationships, something that we realized that is really important for us, that we have made a priority in our lives, a priority here in ministry, is creating a safe place for all of us, creating a safe place for healthy relationship, creating a safe place for God to do in us all that he wants to do in us. We are always in process, whether it's in process of growth, whether we're in a season where God is doing phenomenal things and we're just celebrating the goodness of God, or whether we're in a season that might be more like a valley season where God is going deep in our hearts and those roots are going down deep and there might be healing that's taking place. We all travel through these seasons. I used to, when I was younger, just think, one day I'm going to just arrive. (laughs) One day I'm going to arrive in this amazing place and everything will just be wonderful. Everyone will be laughing, the birds will be singing, the sun will be shining. Seasons still come and seasons go. That is life. It's the journey of life. But it's also the beauty of life. I don't know about you, but I just appreciate the beautiful seasons, the summer seasons, the good seasons of life because I've traveled through hard seasons. It makes me so much more thankful. I am a much more grateful person because of what I've traveled through. I am more thankful and grateful for the people that God's given me in my life the people that I love, the people that love me, I'm so much more thankful for the little things. And if I hadn't have traveled through those hard seasons, I would still be stuck in probably a more selfish phase of life, <laughs> more focused on just me and what I want and what I'm doing. And, but traveling through that hard stuff makes me realize that the people who surround me, the people who God's given me, they are the treasures They are the blessings, they are the good things, and they're the things I'm thankful for above everything. (laughs) And those are the life lessons, and that's the growth journey that God does in all of us. And I'm thankful to be on the other side of so many seasons, but I am not going to live in denial to know that I won't ever go through things again. We don't like pain, that's normal, that is human life. We don't like to walk through hard things. But I do know for my life, that when God leads me through seasons of healing or when he leads me through seasons of growth, that there is great things coming on the other side. There are good things coming on the other side. 
God always has a beautiful plan and purpose for each and every one of us. And I'm convinced throughout the seasons of life that he does know what he's doing. (laughs) I have questioned it over the years, as like we probably all have. God, are you really doing this? Are we really going there? Is this really happening? Are you sure you haven't forgotten me? Maybe you've remembered so-and-so, but I'm stuck over here. What's going on? All those questions are normal. To be honest, it's good to ask questions. But I've learned personally that if I just ask myself these questions and mull them around in my own head, I really don't get anywhere. But when I bring those questions to the Lord and when I sit and when I speak to him and when I stop to listen, I hear his voice. And I get his perspective on what's going on in my heart and in my life. My perspective is usually this. (laughs) God's perspective is this. And when I begin to see that he sees the bigger picture over my life, when I begin to see that he sees bigger things beyond what I can see, I can begin to understand how sometimes he allows me to go through seasons that shape me, that mold me, and that strengthen me. It's not always easy, but it's good. (laughs) Marty and I often laugh because um, whenever we are preparing to share or to preach whatever topic it is or whatever the Holy Spirit places on our heart, God always gifts us with opportunities to grow in those areas ourselves. So we don't stand up here going, la, 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 la. We stand up here and go, yeah, we've been through the mud. We've been through the hard stuff. And praise the Lord, we've made it through. But he gives us opportunities to grow. And um, this week... (laughs) This week when I was really praying for today, I really felt the Lord just place on my heart about relationship, about transformation, about relational transformation. And bless the Lord, he gave us an opportunity yesterday. (laughs) The sun is shining. We're ready for a beautiful day. And um, Marty said, well, why don't you come outside? And I'm looking forward to getting some horses in the next few months. I am so excited. I am beyond excited. So he's helping me get that organized. So yesterday he said, the sun was shining. We were outside in the garden. He goes, come and show me where we want to put these paddocks and how we want to set things up. I'm like, yes, let's go. So I wander out, Buddy's running beside me, the sun's shining, he, he comes after he's finished doing what he's doing and I'm planning out these paddock areas, I'm thinking, yes, this place would be amazing and this space would be great and, and I'm just super excited because my heart is just bursting with excitement because I've been looking forward to this for a while and so I'm out there all excited and, and Marty comes along and I'm like, okay, so I'm thinking we'll make a paddock here and we'll put new fences here and, and then we'll get this organized and we've got a guy coming to help us with fencing in the next couple of weeks, so it's good timing. And then I realized, oh, the area where I want this paddock is where Marty has just planted about 50 new trees <laughs> and he's spent days, hours of his time out there planting trees in the rain a lot of the time in the middle of winter and he loves his trees (laughs) he really loves his trees (laughs) he buys hundreds of seedling trees and he gets excited to stick them in the ute and go and dig holes in the mud and plant the trees and I just wave and I say have fun I'm staying by the fire But he really loves these trees and I'm standing there planning out my paddocks and I'm excited and his face goes still. He goes very quiet. 
and he stops talking. When Marty and I, we laugh because he is quite transactional when he gets into function mode and, and I'm relational. So he will go more quiet and go very factual. And then, but for me, I talk more. <laughs> so I'm talking more and he's going quieter. And we ended up in one of those situations where we just crossed wires and it was one of those things where we came, came back together after we went our separate ways. And <laughs> And we worked it through. And the thing is, is we've learned over the years for us that we don't let the sun go down on our anger. We don't let things fester. We keep short accounts. So when we clash or when we have a differing of opinion or when I'm going right and he's going left, we always make sure we stop and we care for each other and we fix whatever's going on in that moment. So you'll be happy to know we're all good. We are friends again. <laughs> But I had to realize that I was coming from my perspective of excitement for what I was looking forward to. And he was standing on his side caring for his little trees. And he loves his trees and I was excited for horses. And we just, we decided to put the conversation on hold and we'll pick it up another day. We'll let you know who wins. <laughs> horses, paddocks, trees, I don't know. We'll make it all work. We'll make it all work. But we're committed to one another in having healthy relationship and we're committed to one another in honouring one another and loving one another above everything else. It doesn't mean we get it right. <laughs> there are a lot of times that we don't, but that's okay. That's life. But it's what we do with that that matters. It's what we do. We've, we've come to a point where we've realised it's more important to love than be right. And that means me changing my fencing or him moving some trees, maybe a bit of both. But what's more important to me is that I love him in that process and him me. And that's one of the things for us that keeps such strong, healthy relationship. Because we realize that we all have areas of growth. We all have things that God's doing in our life. But to honour one another in that moment, care for one another in that moment and really see from someone else's perspective makes a huge difference. So relational transformation <coughs> is a big phrase, but really it's, it's what happens through relationship. Really it's what Jesus did with the disciples when he walked the earth. He chose 12 men to be with him, to follow him, to train and to disciple. And those men hung out with him day and night for three years. There's a heck of a lot of relationship going on there. There's a lot of conversations. There's a lot of time. There's a lot of learning. There's also a lot of unlearning. He didn't choose men that were highly gifted, highly trained, highly educated, who had it all together, who were the somebodies in society. He chose those who had willing hearts and were willing to learn and ready to learn. And learning, they did <laughs> for three years straight and beyond. But what Jesus did with them was transform their hearts and their lives through relationship. He didn't set up a school of ministry that they had to go and tick the boxes. That's all good, though. <laughs> He didn't set up other programs. He didn't send them off somewhere. He taught them through relationship. He taught them through love. He taught them through grace. He taught them through speaking truth in love. 
And through that time together, they were so transformed that when he went to be with the Father, when he rose again, and when he was no longer walking the earth, they actually carried who he was and really birthed the church that we are part of today. Relational transformation. God is so committed to transformation in our lives. He is actually a transformational God. He loves to rescue us. He loves to wash us clean from sin. He loves to see us go from strength to strength and from glory to glory. And sometimes there's gory in between the glory. There's lots of bits in between. It's called life. It's real. It's messy sometimes. But he's committed to our growth and transformation because he actually sees in you more than you could ever dream or hope or imagine. He sees within you enormous things. He sees within you the potential for nations to be saved. He sees so much in you and me. And he believes in us even when we don't. Even when we're having a bad day. Even when we're going through stuff and we think it's not possible, it's too hard. I don't see the way out. I'm not sure how to get through. He sees a way through. And he is committed to our growth. And I'm thankful for it. It's not always easy. In fact, in those growing phases, we often hear people refer to growing pains. <laughs> growth, growth takes time, but it is well, well worth it. Romans 12 verse 1 to 8 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Holy and pleasing to God, this is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And I'm going to read on, but just as I read that, the transformation of the mind is such a powerful thing. What we think, what we believe, and what we speak makes a massive difference to our life. What I believe about myself, what I think about myself, affects the way I act toward other people. And that creates the world and the space that I live in. The things that I speak creates the world and the future of what I step into. If I speak things about myself that brings me down all the time, and if I think things that I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not good enough here, and let's be honest, the world we live in is a place where we often feel torn down and it's challenging and it's hard. <laughs> but when I am transformed in the way I think, and when my belief system is renewed, then I begin to see changes shift in my life. I begin to see the very things that I'm longing for take place. So being renewed and being transformed in our mind is always what God is looking for. What I think and what I speak, what I believe. Verse 3 says, For the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. And I'm going to pause again. Yesterday, in our little tree and paddock moment, we had some sober judgment going on. I had to judge my way of what I was wanting and what I was excited about. And Marty had to think about what he was excited about in his trees. And we had to stop 
and realise and think about what was going on. Verse 4 says, Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. It's called family. Verse 7, verse 6, sorry, we all have different gifts according to the grace God has given us. If one man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. It is serving, let him serve. If it's teaching, let him teach. If it's encouraging, let him encourage. If it's contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it's leadership, let him govern diligently. If it's showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. It's interesting to me that that entire passage begins with transformation and ends with family. When we allow God to transform our hearts and our lives, it blesses and affects the people around us in phenomenal ways. When I let him do in me what he wants to do in me, when I let him get rid of the things that are holding me back, when I let him heal my heart from hurt that I'm carrying, when I let him transform the way I think and speak, it not only blesses me, but it blesses the people around me. He's committed to transforming us. He's committed to us growing. And he's committed to it because we are one body and we are one family and we are all connected. So your growth affects me. My growth affects you. We all are in it together. It's phenomenal. It really is. For Marty and I, when we first stepped into full-time ministry, we've been in ministry for most of our lives, but full-time ministry was about 10 years ago. And one of the things that God really began doing was speaking to us about creating a safe place the importance of creating a safe place for us to be who we are, <laughs> to feel safe in who we are, and to really create a space where God can do everything that he wants to do. In my healing journey, I know that when I feel safe, I can let the walls down, take off the masks. I don't have to be this. I don't have to be that. I can get things wrong and I can make mistakes, and it is okay. There is no child on the planet that learns to walk without falling over a thousand times. And it's normal, and we accept that. But sometimes we put pressure on ourselves to get things right all the time. It's not going to happen. I make mistakes <laughs> all the time. <laughs> we all make mistakes all the time. But when we can embrace that, and see that in one another and honour what God's doing rather than tripping over each other's growth areas but we can cheer one another on and create that safe place of healthy relationship. That growth process and that transformational process is phenomenal. It really is. So creating a safe place for us has been something that we are committed to and here and in the school and in all areas of ministry that God gave us. And God has been doing that in phenomenal ways. He really has. And it is such a blessing. Many years ago, 
around 12 years ago, I think Balin was about two, he was nearly two, and the kids were a lot younger. We went overseas and we did what's called a leader school of ministry. Has anyone else done a leader school of ministry? Similar, yeah. So we did a leader school of ministry, which was a whole week where Marty and I went and we received teaching, we received training, we received personal ministry, and it was really connected to our own growth journey and what God was doing in our heart. A lot of heart healing, a lot of good things that shifted the way we think, it shifted what we believe, and and it was such a phenomenal time. But we packed the kids up and they were all little and we took a friend with us and we went over to Jersey and we spent a week receiving ministry. And I think Marty has shared this before or maybe I have, but I had done quite a lot of heart healing before that time because I knew that there were things in my life that were blocking me and stopping me from being free to be who I really wanted to be. And I kept finding myself tripping over the same things. Anyone know what I mean? (laughs) sort of patterns that keep happening in your life and you wonder why you can't break free. Things that you get stuck on or you trip over on that seem to just keep happening. Maybe it's a rep, you know, rep, repetition of broken relationships or difficult relationships or whatever it is. There's some things that you know, happen like that as a pattern. So I knew in my heart that I wanted to break free from the things that were holding me back and I'd received quite a lot of ministry. So when we decided to head over to Jersey to do a leader school of ministry, I get super excited because I am standing here going, well, this is my conversation in my own mind. I'm like, well, I've done a lot of heart healing. I've had a lot of ministry. God's done a lot in me already. So I'm really, really excited that Marty can do this with me because I'm really looking forward to God moving in his life and and really just growing him in certain areas. As husbands and wives, we are fantastic at seeing growth areas in each other. Amen? (laughs) We can go, yeah, I can see that God needs to do this and this. And we all have it, though. We all do it. But I was really excited for Marty's growth journey that would happen when we were in Jersey. So we get to Jersey, we get settled, and it's all great, beautiful little island, um, and great time with the kids and with family. We rock up on the first day to the conference, and we arrive at the place where we thought it was going to be, and it's empty. There's no one there, not a car, no people, nothing. We're like, okay, something's not right. And I'm like, I thought you had the address. Like, I thought you had the address. I'm like, well, you're meant to know where we're going. You're driving. Anyway, it's a great start to a conference. Then we meet another couple who ended up in the same place as us and they're in the car having their little argument and we're both sitting there. And then they tap on our window and go, are you looking for such and such? Yes, we are. Okay, good. So we had to park the car and we had to try and find our way. We contacted someone and got the new directions. And then it starts to rain. And not just a little bit of rain, it starts to pour. And we have to walk from where we're parked through these streets in a foreign country to find another place where the venue was and we had no umbrella. This was a really amazing start to what I was really excited for God would do in Marty. And now we finally get to the place where the conference is. We've been arguing because we're annoyed at each other because he was meant to have the directions I was meant to have the directions. No one had the direction. (laughs) And we're sopping wet, not just a little bit wet. We are dripping, drowned rat kind of wet. And we walk in two hours late. (laughs) 
If you can imagine the picture, every single one of the buttons in my life had been pressed. We rock up through those doors, which I was planning to walk in all together and all organized and done. And yes, I've done so much ministry and heart healing and I'm just good to be here. And Marty's really excited to be here too. But no, (laughs) I rock up wet, tears, sad, frustrated, everything going on inside me, all the feelings, everything at the surface. And I knew in that moment from the minute I walked in those doors that God had stuff for me, that he was doing stuff in my heart. But I had said yes to him many years before. I said yes to his journey in my life. I'd said yes to what he wanted to grow and do in my heart and in my life. And I knew I needed it. I knew I needed it. There were many areas in my life that I wasn't happy with and I wanted to change and I wanted to grow in. It was hard. (laughs) It was really hard. But I tell you, when God is at work in your life, it's because he is bringing about good, good things. So I spent that week receiving ministry. I was on the floor and I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. More healing, more heart stuff going on. A lot of forgiving, a lot of pain, a lot of hurt that I was carrying. Some people are really great at forgiving and letting go. Others, things linger and that can affect the way you relate and it can affect even the way you feel. So God was doing a lot of healing in me. And God did do, do good things in Marty, like he did. It was, but it was a great time together because I'd been on a journey of growth myself and, and he had it well. But when we joined together in that, it just took our relationship to another level. And one thing they did at this conference at the very beginning is they explained to us that in this place is a safe space. There is no judgment here. There is no condemnation. There's no criticism. You are free to be exactly who you are and to let it all out. Oh, get ready. Here it comes. But it is a safe space full of grace, full of the love of God, kindness. There is nothing you can say or do or go through that is too much, too big or too little. And in that safe space... I was able to let go (laughs) and really let God do in my heart what he wanted to do. Creating a safe place in our life, whether it's in your relationship or your family here, is so important. And finding people who love you unconditionally is just such a gift. And we are committed to having a safe place for God to do what he wants to do in our lives so that he can journey in us and we can journey with one another. And we love that as a family, we see it all the time. We see people going out of their way to love and encourage and uplift. And it's a gift. It is such a gift. God is committed to a pure and spotless bride. He is committed to the church being a reflection of who he is. Transformation and growth is really all about becoming Christ-like. He's beautiful. He is everything. He is altogether lovely and his eyes are so beautiful and he is always loving. When I come to him, he never criticizes me and condemns me. Yesterday afternoon after we had our awesome morning together on trees and fences, I sat and I prayed. Buddy lay at my feet (laughs) and licked the chair and 
And God never says to me, you should have done this. You should have done that. You should have seen that sooner. You shouldn't have said this. He just sits with me and he loves me. He loves me in my weakness. He loves me in my growth. He is always for us. He gave his own son for you. That is a love that is beyond understanding. It is beyond understanding, a kind of love that gives everything. And he has never stopped giving everything for you. He has never stopped and he never will. He's always on your side. He's always cheering you on. And he always brings about good in your life, in your relationships, in your family, in your workplace. And he's always there. He never leaves. He's my best friend. I love him. He's my safe place. And that's what he's creating in Kingdom Family. It's a beautiful thing. Ephesians 5 verse 25 says, Husbands, love your wives. I thought that was really appropriate for this morning. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm really joking. It's not about that at all. Just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish but holy and blameless. He has done it for you. He has done it all for me. He doesn't now say, be perfect. He says, come to me as you are, and I will do in you what only I can do in you. And watch and see me transform your life and transform the people around you and see you step into what you've dreamed and desired. He is committed to the transformation of our lives that we would look like Jesus that we would be anointed with joy like Jesus was, that we would be overflowing with love as Jesus was, that we would bring out the best in one another and champion one another on, just like Jesus did, that we would walk like him and talk like him, that people would want to be around us just like they wanted to be around him, and that when they go away from spending time with us, that they're smiling a little bit more and they're feeling a little bit lighter and happier. This is what transformation looks like. This is our journey. This is good. He is so good. (laughs) But he is committed to transforming us. But you see, Jesus never gave up on the disciples. He never said, sorry, mate, you haven't made the cut. See you later. And he didn't have an Australian accent, I know. (laughs) But he loved them through their stuff. They asked some of the craziest questions. They fought for position. They fought for title. They wanted, you know, all this stuff. Jesus loved them through it all. He is so good. He is the one that we are being transformed into. He is the one that God is at work in our life to become more like Jesus. When we were chatting with Peter McHugh, he said a phrase that he said a few times, and I'm going to end in a minute as well, by the way. I won't, I won't keep you all day. But he said a phrase that really, really challenges me. He said, when you squeeze a lemon, you get lemon juice. I'm like, yeah, I'm all good with that. I love lemons. Squeeze an orange and you get orange juice. I have orange juice down here. I'm all good with that too. Squeeze a Christian and you should get Jesus juice. I went, ouch. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I didn't look like Jesus juice yesterday. (laughs) That for me is really challenging. But that is something that I want to embrace in my life. That when God allows me to walk through things where I get squeezed, that each time 
I would grow to respond more like him, to talk more like him, to love more like him. I am not there and that's okay. I am okay with the journey. I am loving the journey. But saying yes is everything. Letting God begin that in us is so powerful. I want to end with reading something. It's a little, it's a little um, poem, actually, and I really love it. And it actually is from one of my kids' Instagram that they don't know that I've stolen. But it talks about the kind of God that we have. It talks about his kind of love that he has for us. And it says this, He's not an I told you so kind of God. He's a come here, welcome home. I'll keep you safe. I'll keep you warm. Let me hold you. Let me heal you. I love you. I have so much for you, and I'm not mad at you. Trust me. I will never leave you. My grace will never run out. Stay with me kind of God. That's the kind of God he is. And he loves you and he loves me. And I want to say this morning, if you've been going through hard things, if you've been going through challenges, I want to say to you the fact that you are still standing deserves an absolute applause. God is so proud of you. Why don't you stand this morning? <laughs> I want to invite the worship team to come back up. We are so blessed. We really are. And I'm so thankful and we are thankful for each and every one of you and your incredible love and support. God is doing good things. He really is. And the more he does in us, the more he trusts us with. And the more he trusts us with, the more fruit we see in our lives. And I love fruit. Those of you who know me, I lo- we had a great conversation with friends the other week about fruit trees. And I can talk about fruit and veggies all day long. <laughs> but God is good. He is so good. Lord, I want to pray this morning as we finish. Lord, I want to thank you for your incredible love in our lives. I want to thank you, Lord, that you see in us more than we see in ourselves and that you are committed to us more than we could ever know or understand. Father, I thank you that through the challenges of life that you've never let us go. I thank you that you've held us. I thank you that you've wrapped us up and surrounded us. I thank you, Lord, that you are bringing us through challenges even now. And Lord, I thank you for the fruit that is coming forth. I thank you for the blessing, the abundance, the goodness. And I thank you for the beauty of Jesus in our hearts and in our lives. And Father, this morning, we come before you, Lord, and we invite you to come and have your way in our lives afresh. I want to invite you this morning that if that's you today, and if you want to say yes to the Lord and say yes to to his way in your heart and in your life. If you want to say yes to him growing in you and through you and transforming you, I just want to invite you just to lift your hands this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, we love you, Jesus. We're so thankful. We're so thankful. We're so thankful, Lord, that you hold us and care for us that you love us so much. And we say yes to you today, Lord. We say yes to, to you having your way in our heart, having your way in our lives. I say yes to you, Lord. Have your way in me. Transform me. Transform us.
into the beauty and the likeness of Jesus. And Jesus, we invite you to come and walk in our lives with us, to talk with us, to sit with us, to be with us. And we invite you into every space in our hearts, into every relationship, and into every situation. We ask you, Lord, come, come, transform our hearts, transform our lives. You make everything beautiful, Jesus. You take our mess and you make something beautiful out of it. Lord, we ask that you would take those areas of our heart that we lift to you right now, the people that we love and care for that we give to you right now, the relationships that we have, our work, our school, our study, whatever it is, Lord, that is on our heart, we just give these things to you and we ask, Lord, that you would come by your spirit and that you would move in our lives, that you would move in our relationships and our families, that you would move in our workplace, that you would move in every area, Lord, that you would have your way. We thank you that you are a loving kind of God, that you are a good, good father and that we can trust you completely, that you are our safe place. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your kindness and your faithfulness. And Holy Spirit, we ask this week that as we head out, we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would linger with us, that you would hover over us, that you would surround us, speak to us, that you would give us dreams in the night and visions in the day, that you would open our eyes and our ears and our heart a little more each day as we walk with you. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would fill our lives with the very goodness and fragrance of heaven, that we would be overflowing with joy and overflowing with thankfulness and gratitude and your goodness. We ask that you would surround us, that you would protect us, that you would cover us, and Lord, we thank you for your grace that is deeper than any ocean, that it never runs out. And I thank you that your mercy is new every single morning. Fresh mercy every day. And Lord, we thank you for what you're doing here. And we thank you for your beautiful presence. And we ask that you bless our week in Jesus' beautiful name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for coming today, and we pray that you have an amazing week coming up, and we look forward to being back together next week. Please stay and have a coffee in the cafe, our amazing baristas are out there getting things ready for you, and have an amazing time catching up, but we hope you have an amazing week, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you.